0: I like to think of them as content buckets or pillars, and you pick three and stick with those for a little bit. Try a few ideas in each bucket, see what's working, what's not. Scrolling through the app is the best way to kind of keep on top of things. And then you have to like be able to think really fast and post really fast because these trends come and go. (laughs) you're listening to The SubClub Podcast, a show dedicated to the best practices for building and growing subscription app businesses. We'll share insider secrets from the top subscription apps on the app stores. Let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to The SubClub Podcast. Our guest today is Maddie Kirby, Senior Social Media Manager at One Second Every Day. She began her career in social media marketing at toy company OzWest. While working there, she also started growing her personal social media presence, accumulating almost 400,000 followers on TikTok. In 2019, Maddie joined One Second Every Day, where she has been instrumental in leveraging TikTok to organically drive millions of downloads. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm also here with David, my guest, which I forgot to introduce in our Freaky Friday <laughs> intro swap.
2: <laughs> I usually do the intros, but that was great, Jacob. That was fun. Hey, you know what? I'm very, very versatile. Got to mix things up. So I, I'll, I'll pass back to David because he's the one who preps all the questions. <laughs> 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 nice. Um yeah, so so Maddie and I were on a podcast, uh, on a podcast, on a panel together earlier this month and at Promotion Summit, which is a a, a great thing to watch. Uh, we can link it in the show notes. Um, but it was four of us on the panel, and it went really quick. But uh, she shared a lot of really interesting stuff about what she's working on in uh, social media marketing and working with one second every day. On their TikTok presence. And so I wanted to bring her on the podcast to actually give her time to talk a little more about it in the context of, of promoting apps. Because she's been on a couple of other podcasts where they're talking more specifically about social media stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to have you, Maddie. And um, so I, I did want to dive in and and you know, we typically do have more developer focused guests, you know, people are doing the coding or you know focused on um user acquisition where you know spending 50k a month on facebook and so that's another reason i was excited to have you on the podcast is to just get a really different perspective i think that there's a lot of potential in social media marketing but not a lot of people talking about it in the app space and then or or just knowing how to do it right like
1: are how to even start right especially if you're like a developer turned promoter right it's probably like the last channel you'll think of right i think a a lot of app creators like Mm -hmm. tend to those those things you were talking about david those like technical channels about buying ads on facebook or whatever when i don't know there's a lot of leverage in social media stuff if you can do it well
2: yeah absolutely so so i did want to kind of start with you know you got your start in social media marketing not with an app which is another thing it's like you came to the app marketing with like such a different perspective which i think is is really good there's too many, you know, people who are just so narrowly focused in in the kind of existing playbook for marketing apps. So, uh, are there any lessons from your time at a toy company, and of all the places that come from, a toy company is really cool. So, um, are there any particular lessons from from being at a toy company that you think, um, you know, uh, helped you grow and learn this form of marketing, and, and specifically that apply to subscription apps?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a lesson or lessons that I've learned. But I think coming from the toy industry, which is also an industry where people don't leave it and they have a lot of people that started in the industry and then just stayed there forever. uh, You have a lot of people that aren't really thinking beyond just what they are normal, what they're used to, I guess, is what I would say.
1: Is what they're used to, like ads on Nickelodeon. That's all I can think about. Yeah, it's definitely
0: commercials. Like when <laughs> they were still talking about TV and trying to transition out of that. That's really funny that you brought that up. But that's kind of what we were talking about at the time. And so I got really lucky and I had a great manager who really wanted me to push people outside of uh their boxes. And I feel like I wouldn't have found TikTok unless I was at a toy company because we were so focused. On trying to connect to Gen Z and young people. And I heard some kids talking on our public transportation about TikTok, which was musically then. Um, And I was like, oh, and I just had like my feelers out about it because I was just so focused on kids at the time and like trying to find this like cool new way that we can connect to them. And I downloaded it and I was a content creator too. So I thought it was super cool. So getting on to TikTok at that time and super early, I feel like wouldn't have happened without being in the toy industry. And also then I was able to take that into One Second Every Day and already had experience, which I feel like a lot of people don't really have TikTok experience coming into a company.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. And so then what what was the leap? Like what, what? Um, yeah, how'd you land the gig at One Second Every Day and decide to jump into the, the app industry?
0: I was using One Second Every Day already before even looking for a job so i had already and i had known about the company the company's amazing and they have a lot of great benefits and they care so much about the people in the company itself and it's small and uh remote so i was already hoping that they would have a job opening when (laughs) i was looking (laughs) and i so i didn't necessarily have my site set on an app really it was just i was interested in one second every day because I use it and I also like it because it's content creation and I have a background in that so I feel like I was able to kind of have this weird experience coming into it yeah you know,
2: and I would do want to pause real quick and maybe talk a little bit about the app um and I should have researched i should have read up on this before the podcast but it'd be fun to just ask um one second every day has been around like 10 years, right? Like this is the, like, I think I bought this as a paid app in, in 2009 or 10 or something. So tell us a little yeah. bit about the the history of the app itself. Um, and, and what the app does.
0: Yeah. So our founder has been recording his life for 10 years now, which is a really long time. And they started on Kickstarter actually. Uh, and he did a Ted talk and that's how a lot of people initially found us was through his TikTok, where he had left the ad industry. Um, for a year, he'd left his job to go record his life, uh, his 30th birthday. Um, and just it's it was amazing. And people really connected to it. And it's like a very simple idea. And then he did his TED talk about it. And then that's how he he launched the app. And now it's just kind of built slowly up uh, through that. Um, really just being able to have him connect with people. Uh, Caesar is an amazing person and a really great storyteller and people were able to connect to him first. And then that's kind of how he built a team around him to slowly grow.
1: I love the, um, I mean, I think, you know, when you talk about user acquisition or, or, you know, ultimately that's, you know, what marketing or whatever is, right, you want to get people into your business, or your app or whatever. Um, it always feels so much easier when you start with the story, right, when mm-hmm. you start with like the narrative, the story, then you add in the business or the product later right? Because now you have a foundation. I was, I was on the one second, every day reading the timeline, right? It's, it's all very clean narrative, right? Like oh, this person has a story, whatever, and then everybody can join in on I everything. Mean, humans are very narrative driven, right? So we like to be part of something that like, that, <laughs> that like makes sense, right? That like mm-hmm. has an arc to it. So I think it's, uh, I, I, and I think that downstream that's gonna help, help makes apps like one second, every day be successful is they have this, like, something that makes sense. And they don't have to just go out and like, oh, you need 50,000 users to spend $50,000, right? Um, You actually have a little bit of like organic story there. It's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of telling stories, so while you were still at the toy company, you started building your own social media presence. So you had uh your own personal TikTok account, but then also built up several others. Yeah, what was it like? I mean, so this again, this was, as you said earlier, this was musically at the time before it even became TikTok, before it even blew up. So you're really early to this really cool platform. How did how did you build these um accounts?
0: Uh I started off at uh on Vine. And then of course Vine died.
2: R
1: I P. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I had
0: started it and then I had a Harambe Vine blow up. And then a a week later, they announced that the app was shutting down and I was devastated because I was like, here's my shot. I got it. And then, (laughs) uh, so I was looking for my next place to go because I was a YouTube kid growing up. So I've always wanted to make videos and I and I love it just naturally. And I had some friends invite me over to this app called Flipagram, which is actually kind of funny because that was a competitor to One Second Every Day at the time. And I didn't even know about One Second Every Day yet. Um, And so I was a paid content creator over there to be using their app um, and then got onto TikTok and started just posting random funny videos. And at the time, things were the algorithm wasn't really developed then. It was more you post and then whoever likes your stuff is really important. So if you have somebody really cool and like big uh, that likes your video, your video is going to blow up. And I just had these two popular twin girls had liked my video and I had all these people coming over and said that these girls had liked my video and they saw it on their uh, platform or their account and then that's how it started it just started like going up and getting followers and now uh, I have a an account where I play guitar I decided to take up learning electric guitar and so I built an audience of 11k on there in two and a half months so I'm really like, Addicted, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, so so,
1: and do you do you um, you know, I don't know. This is more about like personal, just like brand and like building these these properties. Because I mean, I do think it's 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 the skill. Like you know, we're talking about developers building their own social media properties. It's like okay, you got to have a shtick, right? I don't know what you call it, mm-hmm. right? Like you learn guitar. So do you, do you carry them over from your other properties? You try to like bootstrap them, or you just like nope totally greenfield i'm just going to like be a guitar person now and like make it a thing is that is that more how it goes or
0: i mean on my other account my comedy account i guess it's always been a really hard thing to kind of stick with one thing that you're into and some people are really good at that i'm definitely not the best when it comes to my own stuff that i like i i just want to do whatever and kind of see if that works but that's kind of morphed over time and then with guitar i was just like i'm just going to record myself playing guitar and see what happens and it did well.
1: Oh, so you don't you don't you don't like plan out like, oh, I'm gonna do a funny Harambe guitar thing. It's just No, I just do it.
0: It's a lot of it's like improv and going for it and just seeing. And I think that being on the platform for so long, I kind of know what's gonna do well. Yeah. And yeah. And sometimes you'll put, you know, five seconds of effort into something and it does really well. And then other times you put, you know, an hour of work into something and it doesn't do well.
1: This is me and my Twitter game. So yeah. you need to give me some advice because like I can, I still can 11 years in, I still 13 years in on Twitter. I still can't predict what's going to do well.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you, you've you kind of been talking about your your personal accounts, um, but these things that you're saying, I would assume also apply to company accounts I, uh, and I would assume you know, growing a company account you just need to have a similar amount of exploration. So how, how have you taken those lessons from your own personal accounts and then systematize them to to grow a company account and then even pushing back on on not overly systematizing because you have to keep experimenting?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think how I tackle it now, since I've been on so many accounts, because uh, I grew one um, back at the toy company too for the stop motion animation toy, and that's kind of my first dipping into that. And we grew really fast; like it's like at a half a million now for followers. But uh, I think that's kind of when I was realizing that there's buckets to these things, and like I like to think of them as like content buckets or like pillars, and you like pick three, like I'm gonna do behind the scenes videos, I'm gonna do uh some kind of like app walkthrough, maybe for one second everyday purposes, and then fun trends and stick with those for a little bit. Try a few ideas in each bucket, see what's working, what's not, and then kind of maybe if the behind the scenes stuff is not working as well, then we won't make as many of that stuff. And then just scrolling through the app is the best way to kind of keep on top of things and make sure that you're experimenting with new stuff because people are always thinking of really creative ways to make new videos and have these like wild ideas that you don't think could ever relate to one second every day, but they can. And then you have to like be able to think really fast and post really fast because these trends come and go. So that's kind of like my system, I guess.
1: How do you avoid the like, uh, what's it, that Steve Buscemi meme? That's like, hello, fellow kids. Like, oh, how do you, like, how do how do you? Because that's, that's always my fear too. Especially <laughs> as I get older, it's like if I'm trying to be like hip on Twitter or whatever. Like, it feels like there's this uncanny valley that brands can really easily get into, and you see it with like bad social media, right? Is there is there <laughs> is a the solution? Just hire people who are actually good at social media, or like, or is there like a framework <laughs> for not becoming the the Steve Buscemi meme?
0: I. I think the biggest thing is don't try to make anything that you don't understand already. Like don't mm. try to guess. I, I think I it's learned just, that. David, I
1: canceled this the 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 C Shannies Revenue Cat uh collab because <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand it.
0: Yeah, it's uh I think I learned that on my personal account. Uh, specifically, just as I age and everything, and you get like these young kids on there that are like, "Wait, you're you're a millennial? That's really old." And then they just kind of like <laughs> p- it pierces your heart a little bit, and you're like, "Oh God, that hurt really bad." But okay, thanks for for reminding me. And it's okay if they do that. It's actually kind of funny, and you can lean into it. Uh, but don't try to be Gen Z. I think is the big thing when you're trying to relate. Just as I wouldn't try to be boomers either. Like you wouldn't try to be somebody else. So it's being yourself, knowing what you know, and like not trying to guess at it. And you can talk to that generation, but they might just tell you like, stop, get off the platform or (laughs) something. I don't know. But there's always people that you can find within the platform that will relate to you too. That's a big Mm -hmm. thing.
2: How much of this do you think is kind of product, social media platform fit, I guess, so my question is, like, can you shoehorn a product that wouldn't necessarily work on social media into social media marketing? So Revenue Cap being a good example, you know, we are, you know, sharing some videos on Twitter and stuff like that, but it doesn't feel like TikTok would be a, a good f- platform for us to invest in marketing-wise, as opposed to... Because because we're an infrastructure tool, right? <laughs> as opposed to, you know, it sounds like even at the toy company, the stop-motion animation product was what really hit on social media. Did you try other uh, products within the toy company that didn't hit? or And do you have any kind of thoughts on that kind of product platform fit?
0: That's a good question. We specifically got onto TikTok because of the stop motion toy. And I think it definitely makes it easier when you have a content creation tool because we had an app that went with that toy too. And, and really it's all about entertaining people at the end of the day on TikTok. And if you can't make entertaining content with your product, then it gets harder. Uh, I don't think we tried with other products. We did do uh cross promotion where we would have like the stop motion toy playing with our other toys that we had kind nice. of thing and that was a fun way to do it but we we had different strategies for other toys like influencer marketing or unboxing videos as well um but i think that anybody can be on tiktok but i also like to ask people why do you think that you can't be on tiktok and often <laughs> people will say well it's because kids are on there it's a kid's platform and it's really not at all. It used to be, it used to be people just lip syncing and that's what I had started out doing and I was terrible at it. I'm like, this sucks. I am not, this is not a good platform for me. And it's really just transformed into a place where anybody can kind of find their their audience. And, and maybe with Revenue Cat, it might be a thing of just trying to explain what you do in a really fun way and unique way to make people excited about it.
1: There are other developer brands that find success on there, right? There's like a certain language that that works. It's just like, you know, for us, it's always, and I think for any, any, you know, as an app, I think going back to your point, David, about product network fit, right? Apps in general fit well i think about one second every day and TikTok, right you're pointing a camera at your face or at something right <laughs> so like you're already like you're know, very like products in some ways so it's like very smooth transition um but for most apps it is right you're there you're on your phone you're doing stuff you're probably bored like here like let me t- tell you about some other <laughs> application you can use it, it's, a, it's a smooth transition um but then like i still like yeah thinking about I mean, we have this problem now. The podcast we do, it's one thing, but then like um, you know, for for blog content and other things, it's really hard to come up with stuff that matters, right? That like mm-hmm. like you were saying, Maddie, like stuff that 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 that's funny, like you care about, right? That that's like what you wanna do. Cause like at the end of the day, if you're just trying to like chase the meme, it's gonna mm-hmm. come off as hokey, right? It's gonna come off as like un ungenuine. Um, so but I think app developers, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it feels like we've heard like this whole TikTok as an app distribution mechanism really has kind of something that, yeah, surprised me too. Like it, it blinds I me. Mean. it's like we and not just the first order of like we're selling ads on TikTok, this like second order user generated content stuff, which I think is just fascinating.
0: Yeah, And I, I think that, again, it's you just have to figure out how. You can be on the platform if you want to. And there's really nothing to lose with it, too, because it doesn't cost money to be on there and try things like you can have a podcast format on there. You can take clips of a podcast and put them on there. And people have a lot of success doing that or just having their uh, reply with video feature. There's a lot of different kind of structures that people it's it's not just uh, making skits or trying to use popular sounds. Popular sounds do well, but maybe that's not for you. I think it's brainstorming, trying things, seeing what sticks, and if it doesn't stick, then try something different. And if that doesn't, then you can focus your energy somewhere else and realize that you, you know, you gave it your best shot. And maybe there's a different kind of opportunity that comes up later, or a new feature that's introduced later that works better.
2: On the on the trend chasing, um, what are some examples of that with one second every day that you feel like came off well? And and Ken, how do you how do you attach yourself to a trend without that hokiness? Because it sounds like y'all succeeded at that, but I imagine that that is a, a hard thing to do. So any tips on on how to do that well?
0: We kind of get lucky sometimes, and it, <laughs> that is kind of like how TikTok works—is luck. And I hate saying that. Luck favors <laughs> the
2: <it> prepared, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good that we were <laughs> on TikTok. It definitely helps uh, to be able to to see what's going on out in the world. But we just had a a Wall Street Journal article that was about this too, about TikTok in one second every day and how there's this trend going on on uh, TikTok where people are making one second every day type videos. And there's a lot of trends out there that show, it's like the 27 video challenge where you have 27 mm. videos and you set them to a song. That's very, we say that's 1SE one, one vibes when we ever like share it inside of our, our Slack channel. I mean, the thing is, it's
1: like bad posts, nobody sees, right? Like, is is that yeah, true? Like,
0: It kind of, yeah. it's like yeah. such a timing <laughs> thing. And that goes back to the luck part of it. And I think being able to um, jump on a trend, it's like you could have a great video and people think it's awesome and you show it to your friend and they think it's great and it just doesn't do well at the time. And you could post it two months later and it'll do great. Maybe not for a trend. It's, it's randomness and kind of like just how the algorithm works with wanting to reward you sometimes. But I think where we've done well with uh, jumping on a trend too is we had a, a video that took off with um, one of my coworkers made. She, she helped me make it. Um, she was just standing there with her phone and was having somebody else zoom in on her that said, I recorded one second every day of my life for the last year. And then it just rotated through like really, really fast imagery of the year and that was a trend of people showing it but it was like this we just kind of twisted it a little bit to make it about one second every day but don't ever make it like an ad it shouldn't (laughs) be it shouldn't feel like one second every day is posting it and that's really cool we were getting a lot of positive feedback on the post because people were like okay uh what's the app that you used yeah and, and that's not a bad thing people think that's a bad thing to have people ask that but it's actually not it just means that they think that some random girl posted a video not a brand and i i prefer it was that. on your
1: brand account though. yeah it was
0: on our brand account we get that that's all awesome. the time
1: i mean that's a good sign of success right yeah, yeah
0: people don't really read the <laughs> they don't read the captions maybe i'm not sure what it is yeah but they sure, don't make yeah. that connection. It's really
1: understated on TikTok, right? It's yeah. like, kind of like floating in the bottom.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a great thing when people have no idea that it's coming from a brand, even when it's posted on a brand account. And that's, I would say with trends, it should feel like that. It shouldn't feel like, like i am trying to think of an example, like if Oreo cookies made a thing, it shouldn't feel like they are just trying to sell you cookies. It needs to be entertaining. It needs to tell a story. You can't just, find an easy way to do it and hope that it works
1: so how how so you've had success with first-party content have you used like user generated stuff as well have you tried to i've seen a lot of apps do this where they'll i i we know of we've had on the podcast people before who have had like tiktok influencers make videos and then use those as ads have you experimented with any of that
0: we haven't used any as ads. Something that's kind of weird about One Second Every Day, too, I mean, it also just has to do with us being a small team um, with not a lot of money to spend on ads. So we really lean into Organic because Organic has also done really well for us. So why would we Cheaper spend a bunch too, of money? Usually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but my my manager, who used to be the social media manager when she started at One Second Every Day started a thing uh where they added a feature actually to get more spikes monthly and that was to make it so that people could mash their month and share their month Mm. uh on social and then they had a giveaway that went with it and we still have that giveaway and that gets hundreds of people to enter by sharing their 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 month essentially uh, of one second every day and that just keeps that going and just feeds into it and then the more people that post about us the more people that download, and then the more people that can then post about us again. So it's just keeping that stream. It's a virality, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have it? Does it get posted to TikTok as well as like other platforms, or is it like
1: specifically focused on TikTok?
0: Uh, that's for Instagram actually. That oh, we really? have that one because like yeah. TikTok.
1: Sorry, I'm the, this is that's I'm okay. totally like a TikTok idiot. But like, you can't actually like post videos into TikTok, right? Or no, you can. Oh, okay. You definitely sorry. can. I have yeah, nothing yeah. about this. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, and we we share user generated content all the time on Instagram, and we're trying to do that on TikTok as well. But it's it's not the same because you can't really just share a one second everyday video from a random person. That doesn't mean as much as trying to kind of make it more of that TikTok format or mm-hmm. putting a little bit of context behind it so that people understand it. So, and
2: uh, on the on the panel we were on, you talked about um, how well it's done for y'all at one second every day. Um, Can you uh, rehash what you've already said, but on here, tell us more specifically about uh, a couple of the posts that went viral and then being able to see the direct results in downloads.
0: Yeah, so we started our TikTok uh, in December because we wanted to be able to launch it before the new year, which is our biggest time of the year because that's usually when people download. And then because it's the start of the year, that's a great time to just start a thing for your life. And then they'll wait a year to post it. Uh, And so usually we see like this massive spike because everybody wants to post their year. Uh, But this time what was different is that I think it was the day before the new year, a girl, I was just randomly scrolling through TikTok and a girl had made a video that was like, hey, I have an idea what if we just recorded one second every day of our life, and then we would have a life movie? And then I went, oh, that's our app. <sighs> and it, it hadn't even been, I, I don't think it was even at 1 million views yet. And so I was like, I got to do a duet right now. And so I filmed a duet where I just was walking through the app um, as she's explaining this idea. And people even thought that we made the app because of her idea. <laughs> like, how did you guys do that so fast? We're amazing. Uh, so then people thought it was like this new cool app. And uh, it started this like micro trend uh, through TikTok. And her video, I think it reached a lot of millions of views. I think it was like 13 million or something crazy. Wow. And then ours got uh, like a million views. And then everything after that for a couple of days was like a million on our own account. Because then everybody started translating her video into their own country languages. And so you had hundreds of people copying her video, and just ending up on everybody's feed. And then everybody that had already downloaded One Second every day and knew about it was commenting inside of those videos, saying, "Hey, download One Second every day." So they were doing our job for us, really. That's you know, awesome. that's a
1: sign of a great product, right? Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like we we talk about it because we we go. I mean, it's again kind of a lucky circumstance of having this girl think of this idea that's really similar to our app, but also. We were able to capitalize on, on it even more because we do edit with it. And then we were able to grow an audience to, to like now we're at I don't even know we're at, 20K or something on uh TikTok. But we we grew really fast within that time. And then uh kind of going back to being able to see download spikes is we got uh number one in the app store that day for the first time ever, had never had that happen. Uh and it just I mean it blew the other numbers just away dramatically. And then uh now we're able to see these little spikes every month when a TikTok is posted from somebody. We had one in wild. France and you'll see all the downloads that happened in France just spike up. And then we had one in Argentina and that spiked in UK. So being able to like see that and also just learn from them like what kind of videos are they posting? Super simple, them just saying I've been recording my life for This long. People just think that's cool because they're like, You did what? You recorded your (laughs) life for four years? What? How do I do that? And then you tell them how they do it, and then they just, they're all like talking in the comments. It's really cool. And, but we haven't seen this at all on the other years. It's only this time that we've seen these like massive monthly spikes too.
2: Didn't y'all hit number one again in May or something?
0: We did for a different country. And I think that was. Argentina which we had never done before it's just like a random country but you could connect it back to one TikTok
1: wow yeah we've seen I mean we had David Smith on the podcast a couple weeks ago uh and his app uh Widget Smith like exploded for because of that and like uh he it was just somebody made a video right David that that was a story for his like it was it it was the same thing it was like not they didn't pay for it somebody just like show how to do a cool thing with this guy's app and it was I mean from our perspective we talked about it on the podcast at the time but from our perspective we we, we provide his infrastructure for purchases and we were like what the hell is happening <laughs> like uh it's 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 amazing what i mean i don't know this is like computer brain guy but like what this like interconnected like we've really like shortened the loop for like the the just like mimetic energy to like move around right <laughs> like people can like spike this stuff um and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing the, the Capac, cause we've seen it also, not just with, we we've, we've seen other apps too. Like, you know, it's hard to move the needle for our infrastructure cause we're thousands of apps, but in TikTok and like some of these, and to, to a lesser extent, Instagram can still like drive events that show up on our graphs. Like what the hell is happening? We had one that <laughs> was a paid one, like a Kardashian driven one that, that, obviously it's different because you're paying an influencer, but, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible and going back to your point about it being organic right versus or like earned you could call it too right it's earned Mm -hmm. it's organic but watching it and being there you know for for you as the first party like to to take advantage of that i think is as important as trying to be like you know creating your own content right it's probably yeah yeah as beneficial
0: i mean it wouldn't have gone as well if we didn't have uh a presence on the platform too. And I think that just goes to show that you should just be on the platforms and have a voice on the platforms for that moment. Uh you shouldn't be just jumping on. I think there's probably like examples of that with other brands like uh the cranberry juice, like yeah. ocean spray stuff that happened. I don't think that they had awesome. a presence on TikTok, but then they caught on real fast. But just yeah. imagine if they already did have a presence and then people would want to be posting about them more but i think yeah just having a presence on there too when that's all happening
1: oh i was trying to place the meme that was the guy with the skateboard right yeah Yeah. that's the the skateboard sorry yeah.
0: yeah 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 it's that one uh no it's it was really cool to see that all happen and and be able to show numbers because everybody i mean on the team has Everybody in general has opinions on TikTok. And when you're able to actually just correlate these things with numbers, some people, the people that are number people, were just like mind blown. They loved it. (laughs) They're like, this is great.
1: It sounds like the algorithm is very capricious, though. It sounds like it's very kind of even, even you even suggested that there's like intentional randomness, like progressive randomness.
0: There's yeah, there is. But then there's also I've made a video like the the four years that I had captured kind of video where you have something playing the back like the the app I have in the background and me just sharing my story. I've done that three times, I think, and every time it's done well. So you okay. it also rewards you for doing the same thing over and over, which isn't a good thing. And that's how you can get trapped. But it is a nice thing to lean on when you're like, we need a spike. Let's do this kind
2: of video. <laughs> Did you follow the uh, the Widgetsmith uh, and home screen customization thing that blew up in the fall?
0: Mm-mm.
2: Okay, I was just gonna do, get your thoughts on that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, like like Jacob said, it blew up on TikTok. And
0: I know I know what you're talking about now. Okay, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. When everybody was customizing their screens to make it like a theme and everything.
2: Yep. Yeah, and so that's yeah. what Jacob was talking about a minute ago. Was that Widgetsmith was was Kind of the center of all of that, and it and and they use Revenue Cat, and so it just blew up. Um, oh, that's awesome! But, but that was kind of just this crazy viral wave where mm-hmm. it, what I thought was so cool about how that happened, we talked about it on the podcast. So I won't go super into it, but she basically gave a tutorial of how to use the app, which it's like the best onboarding you could ever hope for you know it's mm-hmm. like it is a complex thing to like go set up a widget and and uh, configure all these this stuff to get the widgets to show up correctly and and it, it's all a hassle that you would typically as a developer have to think oh man i need to onboard the user i need to convince them that it's worth all of this hassle to get some reward out of it and then she goes and like i mean in like I forget it was like 45 second video, maybe even 30 second video. It was like, here's how you do it and bam like or actually I think she said like she showed the like home screen and how cool and aesthetic mm-hmm. it was and and then then she showed how to do it and then she and it, it was like she it was like this perfectly scripted marketing onboarding thing of telling you how to do it, telling you the result, telling you it's worth doing, telling you it's you know it's worth the hassle of going through these steps and then showing you the steps it it was just amazing how it wasn't an ad it was totally user generated it just ended up being the absolute perfect ad because it was user generated and because it was mm-hmm. user generated she felt like she needed to explain it all and like tell that story um so yeah it was just a, it was just a really fascinating little blur blip and then and then you know a lot of apps have been going viral because of TikTok since then i forget there was another Another one recently that was like super random, like some kind of calculator or something that got into the top 100 in the app store. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's just crazy.
1: Have you all thought about product changes to try to incent that behavior to like try and encourage folks to make video? As, aside from you mentioned the like sharing thing, but there seems like there could be other ways to kind of like plant some more of those viral spikes around.
0: Yeah. Uh, something that we're working on. I don't know if I'm actually. Probably allowed to say what it is because it's not. Uh, yeah, maybe I should keep it secret. We have things dismay. planned. We're, we're thinking okay, about it. Yeah. Yes, we do. We think about ways that we can incorporate it in the app and we want to think about more ways. I mean, we've had TikTokers that have influenced product changes to just even the ability to flip, like mirror their video. Mm. I don't know if you know what that trend is, but there was this uh, effect they had on TikTok that would mirror your face and it makes it look bizarre when you flip it for some reason it's a psychological thing and so then everybody was telling us that we need to have a mirror button so they can flip it back the correct way Uh, and we made that change and people were really happy so we definitely listen to everybody on social about stuff and yes we do think about product changes and are trying to think about more for the future to encourage people to post, but definitely making sure that there's no um, paywall with that too is important.
1: You know, if you want to make hay off of like organic or viral or something like that, it has to be, I've worked on several like viral organic or viral sherry features, like stuff like this. The only ones I've ever had be successful are the ones that are like core to the product, which Mm -hmm. means like you have to think about it early, right? You have to think about it early on. I mean, you can add stuff later, but like, Unless it's like consequential or like easy or interesting, like it's not actually going to get to that viral coefficient that makes enough of a difference. Um, But, but, doing the product work in some ways is going to be higher leverage than like trying to make your nth video right Um, yeah it's just making the product more shareable uh yeah we'll we'll go further
0: we have those conversations and people try to loop in the marketing team too and pick our brains about hey we heard about this product request and we want to know on a scale of one to ten how important is this for the success of the app and like how much is it going to affect it and we'll talk about it and be like. Well, that filter is not really that important. You can hold off for like next summer or something. It's it's having those conversations and they're really important. I think everybody on the team talks together about the features. What do you
2: think are are some other ways? And specifically, going back to the algorithm that that helps you stand out. So, you like aside from trend chasing, I know the like popular songs is one thing, right? Because if you use the background audio from a video that was trending, the kind of audio trends separate from the video, right? Or separate from topics and things like that. Are there any other kind of tips and tricks to, to help your video stand out, even if you're not, um, you know, doing specific kind of trend chasing?
0: That's a difficult one because that kind of comes down to like you and your personality and what makes you different as well. And that's a really hard one that can take a long time to kind of flesh out. Uh, But if you're not trend chasing, it's kind of playing around with features in the app and kind of seeing new ways that you can play with it. I know I had a video on my own personal account that was using their voiceover effect that they have where the text is read out by a a woman and I would misspell the names of like popular celebrities on purpose. And I found out that I could actually drag the misspelling out of the video. You couldn't see it, but it would still do it. And then I could put the actual person's name so I could make it seem like this voice is just completely butchering these names in the (laughs) worst way. And it went viral. Just like thinking of these like random ways that you can use these features or like tricks is really important and is super fun and people love it. So I think, yeah, just diving into using the app itself, there's so many features that go on and new ways that you can use them. And that's how you stand out is just kind of making like a little bit of a tweak to something.
1: So... I'll uh you know just to look into the future because if it, it, it you know having seen having seen you know, MySpace and then now then Facebook become cool and not cool and Twitter I think Twitter's not cool anymore probably, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> no. No. I'm on there so now it's my social media of choice and I, TikTok <laughs> is like the rising cool right. like. Do you have any like I mean you know imagining you're in a multi-decade career of doing something along this line? Do you do you think about or imagine like what what might be next or like what the kids the what what the kid on the bus might be talking about in 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 five or ten years?
0: All the time, yeah. But there, <laughs> I mean, I have been on new platforms all the time too, and they just flop. Sometimes you'll think it's a great thing, but. It's often because people think they're putting out something different and they're really not. It's just the same thing, but looks a little different, different right. colors maybe, or you can't force people to use an app. You can only get people to like naturally kind of come over there. And a lot of companies too will pay people to come and use their app.
1: To seed it, right?
0: To get Yeah, it to try to get people to come over there and generate fake viewers or uh, fake users, really. Um, yeah. And that doesn't work either. So I I do think about it a lot. I haven't quite seen that yet for what the new thing is. I think TikTok has stayed around a lot longer than I thought because I remember talking about it with people at VidCon a couple of years ago where we went, When do you think VidCon's gonna go? Just because we were all scared because of Vine when that mm, drops. I uh, mean, that affected so many people and it it impacted them in a positive way too, because some people had already set their sights on uh YouTube or doing TikTok, it's either you chose short form content or long form. So just being ready. Don't have all your eggs in one basket. It's kind of like the big thing mm, and be yeah. looking and just be aware of what's out there. It doesn't mean that the thing will be the next big thing. It just means you should be aware of it in case it does become a thing.
1: Yeah, I would say like taking your company brand onto very unproven platforms is probably not a great use of time, right? Like you want to wait until there's something there.
0: Yeah, I think it's with uh, smaller teams. It's definitely us trying to think, is an hour going to really be worth it? Or is it really more well spent if it's an hour of me making some TikToks in my apartment? Probably the TikToks (laughs) right now. (laughs) It's kind of a random thing, but it's fun.
2: But but how do you approach that then? Because there is value in the experimentation of mm-hmm. like seeing what's next. So do you kind of think, okay, I'm gonna waste two hours this week checking out new. I mean, you probably don't time box it like that, but there is some value in that experimentation. How much are you time are you spending on on that experimentation? Because it sounds like that's I mean, that's kind of been a theme of this whole conversation is try this try that see what sticks see what happens so and and there's value in that so how, how much how do you kind of view that time that you're just throwing stuff against the wall
0: uh, it can really range. And that just depends on what apps are out there. Our uh, CEO, Caesar's awesome at being in the loop with the tech world and kind of seeing what platforms are being talked about on Twitter. So Twitter still is right. a relevant thing. For relevant for talking. something. Yeah, us
1: <laughs> Early millennials yeah. aging out of anything relevant.
0: Exactly. Like he sent us apps that were like, whoa, this is really cool. And even if it's not something that blows up, it can still help us with our app too and like internally yeah we're like that's a really cool onboarding video i've never seen anything like that that's super helpful and that that's just the team being curious about stuff and i think that's so important is just to also if you're in social media you should just be i mean on social media and i'm definitely on social media way too much but that's what I do with my own time too. I'm not like making an account for one second every day on every new platform that exists and like trying it out. I'm trying it out on my own own time sometimes, like on my own account. And that's the best way is just to see how you like it and how it's working for you and your friends to use it. I can't remember what the app was called. It's like Paparazzi, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's called. Yeah. That
1: went viral for four days or something right. like this. Right. Went
0: viral for four days or whatever, <laughs> and it was great. And we were like, whoa, this is so cool. That's like one of the onboarding videos that we're like, this is awesome. It's got like the the phone was like vibrating and stuff while you were like going through this onboarding experience. It was so cool. Uh, we didn't stick with it, but that's also because yeah. we're like, we don't have as many friends as like a bunch of kids do. So maybe that's <laughs> a different experience in their world. Maybe they're all talking about it more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just getting on it and seeing it can be a valuable thing and using it for your own time and actually creating content on the platform is important. It's
1: not too dissimilar from how developers use new like coding tools, right? Like you try it for side projects. I mean, it's one channel for Revenue Cat, talking about our own growth, is like we want to make sure, like, selling into bigger, older companies. It's a little, sometimes it's taken longer, we're able to do it now. But like, it's much easier to win the like, yeah, the like inconsequential or less consequential side project. uh, And then, you know, ramp that into something bigger later, right? Yeah. Um, then it's sometimes a better place for that experimentation.
2: Definitely. It's funny. I was thinking about it from an app developer's perspective. So we have the tools guy, <laughs> the social media person, <laughs> and, the, and me as the app uh, focus. So... It, 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 exactly what you were saying is, is how you want to prove out your own app. Like I've had apps where I send out a beta and people stop using it like a couple of days later. And so, it's, you know, when you go onto this social media platform and you're trying it and your own personal use just drops off. Then it's clear it's not a sticky. Where most people mm-hmm. get on TikTok, it's like they're hooked and they're going. I will not open the damn thing. Like it
1: is, <laughs> it is too good. Like I got Twitter enough in my life ruining mm-hmm. it. Like I don't need uh. this
2: other one. Yeah, yeah. But for but for the developers out there, you know, when you send out a beta, you know, your beta people might not be your exact target market, but you should have some level of like stickiness in yeah. in the app. The, the signs of product market fit. Um, but anyways, I, I did want to talk a little bit, and we need—we're getting short on time. But um, you're launching a new community um, feature with community manager, or, or it, tell me about that, because I actually don't know all the details.
0: Yeah, uh, I think you mean brand ambassador program. Is brand that ambassador. Correct? That's thank what you're you are yes. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Because yes. I kind of, I yeah, I had announced that on the panel that day that we were launching that, and we had. Over it was like 200 applications for people to join our brand ambassador team. Um, and we have a marketing team of three people to manage that team. So we had to narrow it down a lot, unfortunately. Wow. But we had, you know, over 200 people submitting videos of why they wanted to be on this team. And this team is for us to be able to connect with people in the community uh, to kind of just start a brand ambassador program because we've always wanted to do that. It's been talked about forever. So we just made the leap. And we narrowed it down to um, 26 people and announced them last week. And so we're getting them all onboarded and ready to go. And we've got like people from all over the world that are ready to make some content about one second every day. But that's kind of the thing is they get you know connections with us and can have impacts within the app as well as like free merch and things like that uh, that are really fun. And then. Uh, We get some content from them in exchange, which is kind of like the user generated and hopefully we'll be successful and we'll see some like really cool things from them. We're just excited to see what they create. So
2: so the so the goal is, is to be more directly connected with some of the people who are already creating content in the space. And then, and it's not a a paid gig. It's, it's, uh, they, like you said, they get paid in, in, paid in merch, right? In merch. And, but I imagine
1: that's not exclusive merch. You can't put a dollar
2: value on. Right. Yes.
0: Yes. Exclusive.
2: Yeah. What, what, I mean, what was the pitch to them specifically?
0: Yeah, uh, the pitch to people in general was to be a part of the community to identify uh, if you identify as a one-second everyday fan, which we've got a lot of big super fans out there who have been using the app for eight years to you know a year, and they just love it and they just want to be a part of that and really kind of make their own with it. Like if they're a writer, they can um, submit a blog post. If they Uh, really like social media. They can focus on TikToks to make uh, for us to post and kind of like help give them shout outs. They just really want to have experience. Some of these kids are uh, some of them are like kids that want marketing experience. Some people are like older that are just like, I love this app so much. And I promise I will make the coolest videos for you. And here's like what I do. And they're just so jazzed about it. And they're going to get like the younger people that are newer to the app really excited. So we're just excited to see them interact and everything, and then uh, get content and like new ideas because I'm just a one person making stuff right. for social media. And I want to see kind of what people naturally make. We're not trying to force them to make anything, we're not telling them that they have to make this kind of video. It's just whatever they want to do, and then they can discuss within the community.
1: So I'd like to take this opportunity to announce the uh revenue cap brand ambassador program. <laughs> uh David figure out the details. I don't, I, oh, I don't know. What, I don't know what <laughs> this is just you sort it for me. No,
2: this is this is blowing my mind though. I mean and again, I mean the whole reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is like you just are thinking so differently. I mean, I know brand ambassador is I just uh, I've seen brand ambassadors. I know the general idea, you know, but I just never would have thought it could work for an app. So it's so cool mm-hmm. that that y'all are just trying this new thing and having users help with your marketing and yeah. and, and then being so like thrilled to do it that's just incredible. It's so
1: much better too than like a bunch of like stale like uh like you know like Facebook ads you generated on Fiverr, right? Like, like get some real. You know, (laughs) it's so much more valuable.
0: That's mostly how people find out about our app is through word of mouth and people posting about us. So it it only made sense. And and we knew it was the right time because we had all these people asking if we had a brand ambassador program. And that's kind of like how we sold it to the team, too, is being like, hey, people are asking. People are interested. This is the time to do it and just try it. There's nothing to lose. Let's go for it see what happens. Um, And then hopefully from there, we'll be able to just keep growing it. Um, And we'll just have this this, like awesome connection with our user base. And what's been
2: really so cool about doing this podcast and talking to so many folks is that different things just click for different people. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you have an app that isn't content heavy, you know, maybe social media is not the perfect fit for you. And maybe you're not going to be able to have brand ambassadors and things like that. But the point is, you don't just have to buy ads on Facebook. Like There are so many different avenues to explore. And this is one really cool way to do something different and to very cost effectively grow an app uh, without just dumping money into ads. So it's so cool. And we do need to wrap up. Um, is, there, is there anything else uh, you wanted to share? We're going to uh, put links to your, your, of course, your TikTok and uh, one second every day. Uh, but anything else you wanted to share as we wrap up?
0: I uh, know. I think that's that's it. Thanks so much for, for having me. I had a really fun time talking about all this with you guys. This is like my passion. So it's great to, to chat.
2: Well, thanks so much for your time. This is super insightful. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show and your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.